2: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
10: Tona Bay bringing it live to you, ladies and gentlemen, on the one, the only. It's a fabulous, often imitated, never duplicated. We're getting ready to open the doors, being there's a line of people to get in on a Football Friday live at Calhoun's on the River. Not just any Football Friday, but a Joshy Boys birthday edition of football friday we're going to celebrate joshie boy's birthday we got the cake colonel jim's already here i mean bino we got thousands and thousands and thousands listening to us online in tennessee and kentucky i was on a radio show this morning i was awoken from a slumber i forgot i told these folks i was going to do it and i just heard my cell phone go off early this morning and i was on a show out of alabama and was talking about last week, and they said, "Well, you know, what's the fallout been on your show this week from the show? And I said, you know, the bottom line is is that Tennessee belongs on that field with that Crimson Tide bunch, and that's the truth, Bean. It, it, it is, Tony. We, we've, we've talked about a really disappointing
9: outcome. Uh, the silver lining in all of this is we are back to the point to where every week we think we have a chance to win a football game.
10: And that includes, you know, the, the uh, Georgia. Week, Absolutely. When they come here, when they come here, yeah. we have a
9: chance to win that football game. But
10: you know, the reality is, and I was sharing it with these guys. There's a lot of teams in the conference this week, this this year, that wake up the next day saying, "Man, we could have won that game." Yes. Yes. Because there's a whole lot of that. You know, they say this league is the closest thing to the NFL with the parity, right? That's exactly what's going on here. In this league this year.
9: Yeah, it, it's it's hard to find a team out there other than possibly Missouri that you can say is
10: better than they were last year. Shout out Peggy. Peggy's in the house. I knew that what? from here. Yes. What? The new number one caller on the show. <laughs> numero uno, numero uno, numero uno. All right. Welcome. Look at that line of people to get in here, Bino. They let Peggy in first. You know,
9: Tony, you got got uh, – Got Calhoun's on the river. Got a football game tomorrow. Got yep. the Penta. Yep. Got Joshy Boy's birthday. Yep. I thought all these people were lined up here to see us. Damn it!
10: I don't think anybody's here for us, Bino. You know. <laughs> the the best the best look we get is at one o'clock when the speaker goes off. And you ever notice that Bino? You know, how people look up at us like, I'm so relieved I don't have to listen to you <laughs> bastards talk anymore. Tony, Tony, huh? We are not in overtime. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just what they look at you like. I, I'm so glad we have to look at you people. Uh, there they are. Is Tina. Tina's in the house. So we got the Cosby contingency here. We got um, the Wallen folks. I mean, we're representing all the all the areas, mean, all the nooks and crannies. We'll have it all covered. Bino, what's your uh, because they were asking me, is Tennessee going to truck this team tomorrow? Which is a great question. This is a truckable Kentucky team. A team that got trucked by Mizzou. And truly, you don't know. Uh, the only thing I know about college football right now is that there's nothing more fake, fraudulent, and phony in college football. They need get in. they need me. And the Michigan man, <laughs> and we are different than you are. Michigan, we believe in things. Yeah. How's that look right now, Michigan man? Uh, that's the only thing I know about college football. The rest of it, oh, oh, and that Syracuse team has quit. Yes, they're. Uh, right. I think that's. Uh, yeah. That Garrett Schrader guy that plays quarterback for them. He has the loser energy of a thousand Joe Mills. Was he at Mississippi State? That was him. Okay. He's the guy that lost to Brian Mauer. Okay. In that brawl for it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've quit. During Pruitt's second year. Uh
9: Lexington tomorrow, Tony, uh I, I think Tennessee wins the game, but I I think it's gonna be uh, the last two times up there have been wars. I think we won by four and we've won by three the last two times up there. Wow. I expect that kind of game because I I just don't like the spot for us. I I know I know folks think they've quit, and maybe they have, but they've had they've had two weeks of um, a level of of negativity that's usually reserved for their basketball program up there, and they've listened to that for two solid weeks. And there's no better way to erase that slate than to beat us up there tomorrow night. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna play against a Kentucky team. Uh, that play, like Matt Dixon, I think we're going to play against a Kentucky team that plays about as well as they have up to this point this year. Uh, they may quit at, if they fail against us, but they'll be ready to play
10: against us, I promise you. In the Michigan, man. Calhoun's on the river. The college sports restaurant, America's college sports city. No better place to experience the game. You come. Before the game, during the game, after the game, we've got an all-new, all-covered new patio right in, on the Tennessee River. The shadows of picturesque Neyland Stadium. A hey, shout-out to my friends at Calhoun for helping us next week. Our tailgate for the kids. They just called me today. Anything we want. They've rolled out the red carpet for those kids, Bino, And thank you, Mike. And, and thank you, uh, Brad and Kelsey and everybody involved. Cara Donna, thank you guys so much and, and the bottom line is this is the next best thing to being in that stadium surprisingly easy walk from downtown knoxville Vol calls on wednesdays your chill show on fridays your next game day weekend don't you dare settle come to calhoun's the sports restaurant in america's college sports town calhoun's is the taste of tennessee and be the is that the Pinto there, or is that the Santa Maria That's they the have Pinto. out there this week? That's the Pinto. They're Pinto's still, here. still out
9: there? Yes, it's.
10: Should I tell the story about Bobby, my cousin Bobby, again with the Pinto? and Or do you think we've already done that I once? think that we've done that. All right. So, um, all right, Vino, before we get Hughie in here, yesterday on Michigan's, because they're different than you are, they only had the FBI – the NCAA, the postal inspector, the C.I.D., the I.C.C. say they're checking it down the line. The F.D.I.C., the S.A.T., kind of the N.B.A.
9: Jim Baker on us. They something. had them all.
10: They had them all on their campus yesterday, Bino.
9: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I I certainly undersold that last week. Me too. Uh, I, I, I thought it was just nonsense to try to kind of uh, run Jim Harbaugh out. Uh, but obviously it's, it's much, much more than that. Now, God. you know, I certainly don't think they're the only ones doing it. But right. like, like the Astros, they're just so brazen with it uh, wow. that, uh, that they're going to pay the price that some others who are doing it don't.
10: I'll tell you something. Matt Dixon yesterday was shameless on here. He could not wait to evoke the Yankees. No,
9: uh, he, that wasn't he, Matt he,
10: Dixon. He could not wait I w- I did evoke... listen to
9: yesterday's show, Tony. You listened? I listened to yesterday's show. Oh. I, I know who evoked the Yankees in there. And we all know
10: that the Yankees were not involved in that. They're pure as the driven snow. There you go. And you know what, Vino? The the, the bottom line is that I'm here licking my bumps today. I am so happy to celebrate Joshy Boy's birthday. Amen. And, and at noon, at noon, we're going to do that. We're going to have Peggy come up and sing happy birthday to him And her best. Tanya, 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 Tanya Tucker. Tanya. She's going to do her best, Tanya Tucker. She said she's going to come up and sing happy birthday cake for Joshy Boy. So that's what we're going to do today. Joshy Boy's in the hunting in the mix with us already. He met me outside at ten fifteen. He was pretty excited uh, about his party today. So that's good. Huguenin's going to join us. Beno, are you starting to think that – and Harbaugh's a guy you love. He played for the Colts. He led you guys to an AFC Championship game out of the blue. Beno, are you starting to think that he's an absolute piece of work? Uh, I Come think, here, I'm a hugger. I think that in I'm a – I'm a hugger, sweetie. How you doing? Good in to a, good a world to you, baby. Of, in a, a profession of
9: ultra, ultra competitive people, uh, he's
10: maybe uh, a level above that. It's unreal, right? Yeah, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. That they were scouting Rutgers and UNLV, they went and cheated to get their stuff. I mean, what's next? Seriously, what is next? You gonna show up like a beard in high school tonight? Uh, you you steal that play sheet Jeremy Pruitt had against Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you, if they'd have gone that night that Pruitt took the... Who did he take... Who was our OC at the time? That was the guy that... Helton. What Kentucky. the Helton? Mm-hmm. Pruitt, <laughs> Pruitt took the play sheet from him and called the worst game on uh, both lines of yeah. scrimmage maybe ever called. awful. You talk mm-hmm. about a living brain donor of Poly Joe proportions.
9: We had a watch party. That I was a co host at that I left at halftime. Yeah. <laughs>
10: <laughs> Bino goes, we were at some place over in, uh, over in, um, where were we? Uh, over in Bearden. And Pino goes, like in middle of the first half, he goes, Basilio, you're on your own. See ya. <laughs> uh, and I think you meant it, didn't you? I, I meant it. They blew us off the field. It was just. Pruitt was such a – tell you what he did, though. He recruited a nice football team. Yes, he did. He was never going to be able to bake the cake, never. Fulmer was right. We recruited well. (laughs) Hey, Fulmer found himself a volleyball coach. You don't crack on him. We're going to come back upon the continuance on a Friday. It is a football Friday, unlike any other. Live today at Calhoun's on the River, the great, and I do mean the great, Mike and will join us. Helping us set up the weekend, Bino. and loves college football so much that he gave last week's card like an A minus. By the way, congratulations to the great Billy Jarvis. He and Rebecca—they are—they are grandparents today. God bless them. Absolutely. Jarvis says we love you. Praise God for life. Bino, um, what letter grade is Hugen and the degenerate going to give that card on the other side? Because this is not a good card this week. Uh, what did he give last week? A minus. Uh, B. This is not. I'll tell you what, too. For those that like to gamble a little bit, this is a hard week with these lines. Have you noticed that, Bino? This is a hard. I don't see layups on that card. I don't see layups on any card. I do. I've been hot this year. Yes, you have. Yes. You have. You're picking well. I'm picking like at a 60% clip They right all now. look
9: hard to me, but chilly-o.
10: Well. I picked off a couple last night, though. I had that Georgia Southern game, and I picked off. I knew that Syracuse team. I, I just had a feeling. Ricky Ronnie's got uh, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Ricky Ronnie's got Virginia moving and the Virginia Tech moving in the right direction.
9: And Syracuse is those are ships passing in the
10: night. You think this cat from South Carolina stole our stuff, Bino? In your heart of hearts.
9: Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt, but what they had, they had stuff. They now, stole it. Now
10: they had wristbands for the first time all year on defense.
9: I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm like I was with the Yankees and the Astros. Uh, I think the Astros beat the Yankees back then because they were better. I think South Carolina beat us last year that night because they were better than us. Well, did. you
10: don't belong on Vol Twitter then. You need to come off that. You need to reconsider. Hopefully, by the time the one o'clock uh, hour runs around. Uh, by the time this show expires today, I will have you. Well, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore because you can't really talk. I mean, you don't want to. Yesterday was fun, kind of to get in the weeds with it for a second. But I can't. I just can't devolve this deal into that. Yeah. We, have a, we have a college We're football about weekend. The wrong blue. That's right. We have a college football weekend to yes. worry about. Yes. But I do know this. When the FBI is on your campus along with the NCA for two different reasons, it must be great to be in Michigan. I'm different than you. And and by the way, those of you who are from there and you come here and you tell us how things are in your place because you're so more evolved than we are, why don't you get in your car and go right back up there? It's my favorite thing about the interstate. It goes right there. My least favorite thing about it is it comes right back and brings those people from Ohio and Michigan with them. There's probably a bunch of them came down here on the Penta. Have you, have you ever met. Oh, go back home. Pino, you know, tell the truth. You ever met an Ohio State fan you liked? Uh, and, and how many on one hand? Because I know it's a rough, rough week at the boat dock down there, Teleco. Yes, I think I've met one I liked. Take a brief time out. Breaking news. He knows met the Ohio State fan he likes. We t- we come back on the other side live at Calhoun's on the river. More after this.
11: This is Terry Wilcox, A.K.A. the Chicken Man, A.K.A. T. Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, W K O M, Columbia, Tennessee.
12: Hey, gang, Carl Wayne Meekins here. I want you guys to come out and see us live on Veterans Day, 11-11-23, 7 p.m. Guitar and Cadillac Hall that sits right on top of Puckett's in Columbia, Tennessee. Got a huge lineup for you. We've got Troy Kemp, Katrina Burgoyne, myself and my band, and then the legend Jimmy Wayne's going to come in for a few songs. Going to be a big night in Columbia, and Columbia ain't going to be the same. Okay, so get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Guitar and Cadillac's Carl Wayne Meekins. We'll see you there.
11: Well, this is the time I always talk to Miles Johnson at Foodland. He is on vacation until next week, so I'm gonna give you a little update of what they've got at Foodland this week. And this ad is a one-week ad, started Wednesday, October 25th, runs through Tuesday, October 31st. They got New York Strip Steak, five ninety-nine a pound. Boneless Pork Chops, three forty-nine a pound. Seedless Grapes, white or red, for a dollar ninety-nine a pound. Campbell's Chunky Soup, two for four dollars. Along with that, they have Mayfield Select Ice Cream, two for. Eight. They also have Sundrops, Seven Up, RC Cola, or A and W. Three for ten, and Frito Lay's variety packs, the eighteen counts, eight ninety nine. And again, that is Foodland this week. Go check them out. Uh, they are a fantastic place, located right there in West Seventh Street. They're open seven days a week, seven a.m. till nine p.m. So make sure you go check out the great deals they have. And uh, we'll talk to Miles next week when he gets back from vacation.
3: Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Oh,
10: ladies and gentlemen, you bow your head and you say his name. And we bring him back in after Richard Roundtree passed this week. And I know, and I know, I know my man knows a thing or two, Hughie. I know Hughie love that genre back in the day and I bet he likes that jam right there the great Mike Hugan and now joining us bow your head and I want to welcome these Notre Dame fans that are out here today we got a table of Notre Dame fans beingo Notre Dame I think they thought I was kidding we love Notre Dame in these parts the way they've treated us down through the years our series with them uh, I've, I've never
9: been treated anywhere better as an opposing fan than I was in South media yep those are class people right there, and that's I was on a day when we came back from like yeah. five touchdowns to beat them. I don't too. know
10: those folks at that table. I can promise you, that's a class family. Let's go to the phones. Let's get. Uh, I don't know if I can say that about the guy sitting next to me here, but let's bring Mike Hugan in without further ado. <laughs> Hugie, how you doing, brother?
13: I'm doing uh, quite well. Certainly better than the Michigan coaching staff in Ann Arbor right now.
10: Hugie, a couple weeks ago, that looked like a complete nothing burger. And it does not right now. That looks like a burgeoning college football scandal right now, Hugie.
13: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing. You know, stealing signs, I think everybody tries to do it. Um, the concerted effort that Michigan apparently went to to steal signs, uh, that's sort of beyond the pale. And it's weird. I was, I've been talking to a bunch of people this week. It's like if you're a coach, okay, illegal recruiting goes on. We all know that. But this, this is, I mean, this this deals with sportsmanship, integrity, honor, all that kind of stuff. And I know people are rolling their eyes, but I think there's a lot of people inside college football that look at this as this is incredibly bad uh, for Harbaugh and Michigan. Because, again, the concerted effort they went to, apparently, to try to steal signs. And it's mind boggling in a way, the complexity.
10: Uh, of the uh, of the operation uh, yeah and here's the thing right Harbaugh and Michigan want you and me to believe that they had nothing to do with it okay uh, that that it was just this Connor Birmingham Stallions guy doing his deal I gotta get a U- little USFL mention in here today <laughs> but I mean, sure, Hughie. I believe that. I mean, these coaches, you know, because they really don't know what goes on in their programs. These coaches don't, do they?
13: No, and the idea that if it was this much of a concerted effort, you see videos of Stallions standing next to coordinators. It it strains credulity to think that Harbaugh didn't know what was going on. And also, Michigan is one of those holier-than-thou schools. Um, But when you look at what's happened – at Michigan under Harbaugh, yeah, this is Mississippi State slash Auburn territory, especially with the way a lot of the fans have reacted. Uh, yeah, this is this isn't a big deal. Everybody does it, and of course, there was exact same fans if this would be, had been uncovered at say Ohio State, they'd be like, shut the program down. This is this is this is horrendous. So um, it, it certainly appears as if Michigan's in trouble. Um, the NCA investigators already are on campus. According to a couple reports, and then you had a report last night. I think it was from Yahoo that TCU uh, had been told about the Michigan sign stealing stuff and used dummy signal in the playoff game. Which, yep,
10: and the which FBI. Might be yep,
13: why Michigan law.
10: That's right. So you had the NCA all in one day linked to Michigan. You had the NCAA, you had the FBI, and you had TCU linked to them all in one day.
13: Yeah, the alphabet. <laughs> and the, the, the Matt White situation, the, the quarterback's coach slash co-coordinator who was fired in January, that, that evidently has nothing to do with the, the sign stealing.
10: So, oh, no, this uh, thing is this thing is going to be, I hear that thing is, when that comes out, that's going to be really gross and really yeah, disgusting.
13: Detroit, Detroit, either Free Press or News reported that multi. it, it involves people in in multiple states so yeah i think
10: that's going to be really a disturb one of the more like a jerry sandusky level disturbing kind of uh thing when that comes out but all right Hughie, grade the card for me grade the card for me my friend what do you think
13: i think i think it's barely a b um utah oregon is gigantic but and, and there's a lot of other intriguing games but i'll be honest i mean in terms of, oh, man, I cannot, I absolutely cannot miss this game. Uh, I think outside of Oregon, Utah, there aren't any. And we are at week nine, so there's going to be some weird stuff happening at the given. But on the face of it, this is not a sterling weekend.
9: Mike, as you mentioned, there's only two games uh, where ranked teams are playing each other, and one of them, surprisingly, is Duke and Louisville. So below those Below those games, uh, matching up ranked teams, what is out there that's intriguing?
13: I think Oregon State, Arizona. uh, Arizona's playing really good football. Uh, Their defense has made phenomenal strides. Oregon State still is not the greatest passing team because Uwe Unglele is not a high-level passer. So that could be interesting. Uh, BYU-Texas, Texas Texas without... um, when yours, it's going to be Malik Murphy, and presumably Arch Manning might play as well. Florida-Georgia is interesting only in that, okay, we're going to see what the Georgia offense looks like without Brock Bowers. And I'll be honest, if Bowers, I, I, I guess the assumption is Bowers comes back at some point this year. If he doesn't, I, I don't think that team can win the national title because I think he is the most important player on the team and the best player on the team. He's a guy who's a, he's Georgia's best, best big play threat. At the same time, he's also Carson Beck's security blanket in a way because he's a tight end who's always open. So it's going to be interesting to see how Georgia adapts without him. Um, Oklahoma, Kansas. Kansas plays really well at home. Um, And Oklahoma scuffed a little bit last week in getting past UCF, and Kansas blew the doors off UCF. So there's some intrigue there, even though Kansas is using its backup quarterback again. And weirdly, I think one of the best games of the day is one of the last ones, UNLV-Fresno State. Um, Barry Odom is UNLV's new coach. They are 6-1. and one. Fresno State is 6-1. and one. Um, The difference is UNLV has beaten a bunch of garbage teams. But it's still, you know, those teams are 12-2 and two and in the thick of the Mountain West Conference race. And, you know, Barry Odom had a... Rocky tenure at, at Mizzou as the head coach, but he's a really good defensive coordinator. Uh, and the UNLV defense has become really good against the run this year. So uh, that's a 10-30 start Eastern, and to me that game has some intrigue as well.
10: I'll tell you what, man, there's some intriguing stuff on the left coast tomorrow night, and good for me because Garzaloff fifth quarter fan reaction, Occurs as soon as the balls go final, and Bino, there will be good football on the one, two o'clock in the morning yeah. Eastern time because there's some really good stuff going on on the left coast tomorrow. I'll tell you, that Arizona bunch, people want to sleep on them. They are balling right now, Bino. They hammered somebody last weekend. Hammered somebody.
9: It's it's just still really, really puzzling to think about this being about as good a year as I can remember in the Pac 12. That that yep. And That's sad.
8: It.
10: That is so sad. That, like, hurts my heart, man.
13: Yeah, I agree. Hurts See, Arizona, my heart. It was, it was two weeks ago they beat Washington State 44 to 6. There uh, you go. And, Arizona, I mean, Arizona's using a backup quarterback. Um, they, they did pretty good work in the portal. Um, Jed Fish has recruited well. Got a lot of kids from the L.A. area who are playing uh, big roles. But he's a good coach, um, former NFL assistant. Their offense does some cool things. Um, and yeah, Tennessee. You know, I, mentioned, I, I figured you guys had talked a lot about Tennessee, Kentucky all week, obviously. But there's a lot of intrigue in that game as well. I don't think Kentucky's that good, so I think that there's. I think Tennessee is the better team, but you know, Tennessee for whatever reason seems to scuffle for at least a quarter in every game, and uh, I, it, maybe they can scuffle for a quarter and still beat UK. I don't think they can scuffle for two quarters. And beat UK though.
10: And Bino, you know, is that a Milton thing? Is that a is that a this year's offense thing with the Vols? Is that a Milton thing, or what do you think's going on with Tennessee's offenses? Because they really do take a quarter and a half off. And yeah. Adam Spartz documented in the in the in the news Sentinel this week. Who does a great job, uh, Hughie. I want to shout him out covering the Vols. There's this thing going on with with Heupel in some of these games. Now he's like one and nine in these games, but they have these. They allow opponents to go on what he calls scoring binges. And, man, it has really happened to them. It is really – I don't think Kentucky's capable of going on a scoring binge, but one of the things that has to happen if you're going to have a scoring binge against you is you've got to go to sleep for like a quarter and a half. And for yeah, it, some reason that's been happening to us.
13: There were fans when he was at UCF who would – you know, the opposing team would go seven plays, 57 yards, score touchdown. The UCF offense would come on the field, go three and out, take 37 seconds, and then the opposing team would drive 11 plays, 80 yards for another touchdown. The defense would get, get worn out. I'm not sure it's necessarily the same thing here, but that offense is can be a feast and famine thing. Um, there are times where you know they because they run the up tempo, they can be off yep. the field in a in a blink of an eye. Um, you know, Milton. Has alternately, I, th- I think he's shown a lot of good things at times, but I also think that for the for, I'll be honest, much of the time, you see why he lost starting jobs at two schools, including Tennessee. He's not consistent um, defensively. I think the I think Tennessee can stop the Kentucky running game, or at least keep it under control. And if you do that, you win because the Kentucky passing attack has been a giant disappointment. Devin Leary, I still think his arm. Is bothered by the surgery he had last year. Never had that strong an arm to begin with, uh, and Kentucky defensively is solid, but not anything close to elite. So uh, I think Tennessee, if they can stifle the Kentucky running game, is going to win the game, even if the offense is inconsistent. But the inconsistency of the offense—I mean, uh, you know, it, obviously it's only a year later, but I think I got to think Tennessee fans I every mean, night think about, oh my God, we had Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, and Cedric Tillman.
10: But you know, what do you get from uh, what do you get from this Tennessee team that they just seem to go go to sleep like the other the other uh, last week they didn't score a point in the second half and got just blowed out.
9: I, I Mike's obviously right. This this is an offense that you're going to have runs both your own and other teams. That's just the way it is. Whoever called it Bruce Pearl, Bruce Pearl football, is exactly right. Uh, the difference is we have some runs of our own, which we were unaccustomed to. So it's kind of a give and take there. But this offense is just not what we're accustomed to seeing. And it gives teams more opportunities to make those runs than than we, were, we gave away last year.
10: And, you know, the thing about Joe Milton is, God bless him, that dude's got some loser energy, man. He just has loser energy. God bless
13: him. Yeah, he, he- – he has always had the physical tools, but for whatever reason, he's not been the a star quarterback. Um, and seeing as, you know, as, as uneven as he has been this year, uh, I still think I might trust him more than I trust Devin Leary, who's been a gigantic disappointment for Kentucky. So um, I, I think you know, if Tillman or Hyatt were still in Knoxville, I think the offense would be better because those guys, both of them were legitimately stud receivers. I'm a little bit surprised that the tight end hasn't been used more. Uh, You know, when they got McAllen Castles, I'm thinking, "Holy crap, this guy is really good." People don't know it. He should be really good in that offense. And I think what's called like 11 passes. Uh, You know, and maybe maybe I was way off on him. But and I guess that offense isn't exactly all that tight end friendly. Um, The running game has been fine. You you do wish Milton would be a little bit more of a willing runner. But yeah, I mean, if let's put it if Tennessee doesn't finish second in the sec east i think this will have been a highly disappointing year for the ball and beating kentucky is basically a must if they're going to finish second
9: mike what what scares me about this game as a tennessee fan is generally speaking since we've moved this up on the schedule Kentucky's generally feeling pretty good about themselves at the time that we played them, probably a little bit overthought of. Um, this time, they've gone through about two to three weeks of just intense criticism from their fan base that, that's generally generally reserved for their basketball program. I'm, I'm afraid we're going to see a Kentucky team that plays with an edge that maybe we haven't seen them play with even in this series that means so much to them. their
13: are offense. It's is not good. Um, defensively, they've been, you know, I said they're not elite. They're not elite. And Georgia just sliced and diced them. Obviously, ten, Tennessee's offense I don't think is as explosive as Georgia's. But um, it, it's it, the point you're right, it, it is the criticism that's normally reserved for Calipari. Uh, yeah, Mark Stoops is it's being heaped upon him now. And I think that's a sign of the kind of job he's done there. I mean, I can remember for much of my adult life, Kentucky football was like, well, basketball starts October 15th. So we we just got to get through five weeks of football season, and then we don't have to care anymore. But Mm -hmm. they do care now. Uh, This has been a mildly disappointing year so far for Kentucky, and they've only lost twice. The problem is they really haven't beaten anybody either. They did beat Florida. They destroyed Florida, frankly. Um, And I would think that would worry uh, Vol fans a little bit because they beat Florida in Lexington, and obviously this game is in Lexington. But going by you know what they did against Missouri, and certainly what they did against Georgia, this, this offense—if it can't run, it can't win. So the, the Tennessee run defense—that's what it's all about tonight.
10: May I brag on the great Matt Dixon here momentarily? Today over at TClub Team, he's got a number that just blows my mind. Okay. The last time the last time, a ranked Tennessee football team lost in Lexington, Kentucky, to Kentucky, Bino was still in high school, and so were you, Hugie. 1959. I wasn't in high school. You, were jun- you guys were juniors in high school back then. <laughs> 1959
13: was the was last time school. that
10: occurred. Yeah.
13: So um, that's, that's a lot of history. To a lot of
10: history right there
13: yeah
10: yeah and i i don't know what to make of that what do you um what do you make of this game tomorrow the the number is 14 and my winners and losers guys coming up presented by our friends at Miller light will be on the way as soon as we conclude here at Calhoun's on the River America's showplace um Texas A&M giving 14 in their building tomorrow to South Carolina. But that's
9: 15 and a half now.
10: 15 and a half is the number. Wow. What do you think, Yugi? That number's been going up all week as Beano just uh just hit us with Can can
13: Texas A&M score enough points to beat anybody by 15. That's my half?
10: That's my question, Great question. Yeah, yeah The way they play, the way he plays, the way they approach football games. Seeing was believing in here a couple weeks ago, Hugie. You talk about a guy with some loser energy.
13: Yes, that, that's that, it, It's interesting point, and I know Petrino's had a lot of criticism. This offense doesn't look any different. Well, maybe that's because he can't put his offense. This is not Bobby Petrino's offense. It has a couple elements of Petrino's offense, but it's still Jimbo Fisher's offense, and um, you know the the amount of money it would take for them to get rid of Fisher. Um, obviously, it's like seventy five million bucks. Then you got to pay he, he, some of his assistants have contracts. They got to pay those guys out. Plus, you got to pay the NIL to keep people there. If you fire Fisher, you got to pay NIL to get people to come in, and you also got to pay yep. the new staff. So, what is that one hundred fifty million bucks? So, you know, Texas A and M boosters can afford it. Um, they they had to grit their teeth, but if 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 A and M barely beats South Carolina tomorrow, and I can see it, that happening, why would you keep Jimbo Fisher around? Um, you know he's what what have you seen from Fisher starting in twenty twenty one to think that this guy is going to get us where we want to go? Absolutely nothing. The offense stuck in the early early two thousands. Um, they're wasting a lot of talent on defense. And I'm not, I'm not a huge DJ Durkin fan. I've made that plane. I actually think he's, his side of the ball is playing much better than the offensive side of yep. the ball. They have weapons. Um, you know, it, yes, it hurts that Wigman got hurt. But you know, Max Johnson threw for 3,000 yards and 28 TD passes at LSU when Ed Orgeron was the coach, for God's sake. So it, I, there's a lot of reasons to think that Fisher ain't it. And South Carolina is bad, but I can really see a, a scenario whereby, you know, Texas A&M, it, it's close in the fourth quarter, and A&M scores a touchdown late to win by, like, seven or eight. And, again, in that scenario, well, what, I, I don't understand. i got to think talks are already almost a boiling point among boosters saying, we have to pony up because this is not working.
10: Hey, you on the way out, you're usually really down through the years. You're good at this, man. When I see the Washington Post get involved, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. and I see the New York Times get involved, and it's some of these other organizations, because let's face it, ESPN's not going to dig. They're just not. I mean, not on one of their own. Although, the hedge protection's kind of off Michigan in years to come. They'll dig on that story in years to come, since they're represented by another network.
13: And they they time. have been digging.
10: They have been yeah. As soon as you said that, Rittenberg, they've been digging. They've been digging. I, I, you're you're right. right. When
13: the Washington Post, like, does the Washington Post even know college football is played? And they no. have a huge,
10: a adolescent huge. Field.
13: Oh my goodness! Wow. I mean, there was a crater left after that. So does he um, make
10: it through the year? Does he? My question for you is because Watson Brown said he doesn't. Does he make it through the year? Eventually, does the does the do the cries get so loud? That, they, that the Big Ten has to suspend him? Something has to happen.
13: That's a good question. I don't think he'll be there next year. Um, I think he'll be in the NFL. Um, well, that's an interesting one. You know, the the, the, interesting thing, the news first broke a week ago. And look where we are now, all the stuff that's been dug up in the week. So presumably there's still more stuff to be found. Um, if there's another bombshell like what the Washington Post reported, no, he won't. He won't finish the year. But if if there's nothing truly new in the next couple of weeks, I think he does finish out the season. But I, I would bet my retirement account he does not coach at Michigan after this year.
8: Hughie,
10: you're loved. You're appreciated. Give me a final thought, and I hope you have a Dwight Gooden.
13: No, the college basketball season starts November sixth. Man, oh, no. two weeks away which is sort of cool in the way, too. We could have college basketball, pro basketball, and right, at, right after the end of the, of, the, of the World Series. I guess the World Series could go back past the sixth. So um, th- this is a phenomenal time to be a sports fan, this month right now and going into November because the college basketball season should be. This is going to be a good one, especially in the SEC, because the SEC's got good coaches and they got a ton of good players.
10: Hey, Hughie, you think you're a sports degenerate? I'm going to tell you something. Mr. C on winners and losers, which comes up after we're done, has a bet today on the Qatar Masters. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Is
13: that golf or what? That is golf,
10: and that is an absolute – I read the 1-800 hotline to him last night when he gave us a play on the Qatar Masters. (laughs) 1-800-MISTER-C. Who's in this tournament? Qatar? Who Robert? in the world knows? He gave us some play the other night. I, I mean, Hughie, I love you. Thank you, brother. Good All talking right. no, to I'll you.
13: i week. Thanks.
10: But, you know, a thought occurred to me since you're standing here about this Harbaugh guy. People say, well, why would you do what he's doing? And he is doing it. They can say, oh, this guy's acting alone. This is Harbaugh's deal. They cooked it up. You know that, right? You believe it? He cooked it up. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I've never seen a guy compete as hard as Harbaugh did on an NFL field that year he led you guys to that AFC Championship game. He sacrificed his body. To those that remember, it was like 95. I've never, he led you guys out of nowhere on a run all the way to the AFC Championship game and literally single-handedly willed y'all. And he's a guy that took the San Diego job at not San Diego State. He didn't trade on his name. He started at the bottom of the deal in 1AA, and he worked his way up. Stanford, he was a tough SOB. Over with the 49ers, he was a tough guy. You know, if anybody's capable of just being that level of a sicko, it's this dude. Yes Uh, or no?
9: Yes. I I said earlier in the show, I I think in a profession – of ultra competitive guys, yeah, he's on a level that most of them can't attain,
10: and that's what we're looking at. And I, I really believe that we're going to come back on the other side. We are live today at Calhoun's on the River. It is an absolutely outstanding day to be alive and well. You I see we got a fellow with a Georgia shirt on here in front of us. That's a that's a be- Hey, that's a hey, that's a that's a beautiful. Hey, it's a beautiful shirt, my man. That's, he's barking at us. He's been of, feeling good a long time. Long time. <laughs> yeah. Going to be a really interesting game in a couple weeks. If, if Tennessee can get there, maybe they get there with the East alive. And I'm sure that's what they're thinking with the way they're doing the, the Nico thing and the Joe Milton thing. We're still alive for something here. But the question is, with Joe Milton as your quarterback, are you really alive for that? That's, that's really the question. I mean, I hate to put it that way, but I keep it 100, Joe. And I want you to answer that question when we come back, Bino. With Joe Milton as your quarterback, are you really alive in the East? We come back on the other side. I hate to put it that way, but I'm putting it that way because it's just kind of the truth. It's just kind of the truth, and I didn't do it. As we come back, is it time to start playing Nico a series here and a series there? I asked Bino that, and we continue on the other side and if you want to jump in for the first time today we invite you to give us a call at 865-200-5402 in the meantime i'm gonna go down there and give peggy a hug Bino. i'm gonna go give peggy a hug and pay my respects because it's joshy boy's birthday party 2023 as we
5: continue on the other side after this Hey, Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid breakfast with your neighbors. See you there.
9: This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
10: TB back with you. Bino Jeff Henderson alongside. Tremendous crowd on the deck. I just paid my respect to uh, Peggy and her family uh, over there. And uh, Peggy is an absolute. I told her. I used to be a legend among legends being star in these parts until she came along. I had to pay my respects to her because <laughs> you've got to give credit where credit is due. Now I'm going to ask you a question and we're going to get Charlie in here. Joshy boy's birthday. We're going to sing happy birthday cake to him in a mere matter of moments. Bino, here's the question. Beginning tomorrow, am I giving Nico a series or two going forward, getting him ready for next year, yes or no? What uh, does Bino Jeff Henderson say live at the showplace of America, Calhoun's on the river? I said earlier
9: in the week that I, I would begin to get uh, Nico some series in, in the game. Now, you know, it's 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 an extreme long shot that Tennessee's going to win the East or go into the Georgia game with a chance to win the East, but it's not out of the question. I mean, they've got to play Missouri. They've got to play Ole Miss right before they come here. Uh, one of those two would have to beat them to give us any chance. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not throwing Joe away because Joe hadn't done anything to deserve to be thrown away. He hadn't been hitting hooker. But I, I don't know that I can point to a single game that we lost because of Joe Milton. Uh, I think Joe's an average quarterback, and that's kind of the deal. Uh, but and I think Nico has a chance to be special. Uh, so I would begin to get Nico more prepared for next year. Just a series here, a series there. You can do that without costing yourself football game. You might win one because of it.
10: You're right. you, you are. You are exactly well. And that's my thing. I go back to. I want to do this, but I don't want to cost myself a game. Yeah, because what we're seeing with this offense is these series are precious. Now, somebody asked me, what happens if you put Nico in the game and you go right down the field and you score? Okay, you go right down the field and score. You got seven points. What happens if you put him in the game and he fumbles? Well, you got his feet wet. I mean, you got, look, yeah. you can't go in the next year with this guy having no experience because you've mismanaged a steal. You know, I'm sure they feel like that
9: after. The- They'll have a third of the season to get him an opportunity depending on what happens. If if we go up to Kentucky and lose, I have no doubt in my mind we're going to see Nico uh, play some football in the last four games of the of You the got season. that right. You got that I don't right. want it to happen. That's right. But if it happens, we're gonna see Nico from that point.
10: Back to the phones we go. I don't know about that. I think this guy's in love with this Milton guy. He's in love with him for some reason. I, I I don't know about what you just said. I I don't. I I agreed in a, a quick, my quick trigger was to agree with you. I don't know about that. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. Charlie, it is a fabulous. I'll tell you what let's do, Bri. Why don't we hit a legal ID and then we'll get Charlie in. Hit a legal ID,
2: Bri. Hit it. JBE 1040 AM, 99.7 FM, Translator W259AP, Powell,
10: Knoxville. All right, now, without further ado, hour number two begins with the caller, Charlie, on the radio, live at Calhoun's on the River. Dignitaries are here. Young Chase is here. I've got the Dixon family, Jack and Matt. Matt J did incredible work today over on the blog at tclub.team. You want to get the skinny on uh, the Kentucky Wildcats tomorrow in this game. That 1959 number is insane. Kentucky's offensive numbers this year are just, I don't know. Last year's Tennessee team would have hammered those guys. Let's get our next call in. Hello, Matt Nixon
9: is the total package.
10: Oh, he's, total pa- he's, a, he's the Lex Luger of this show.
9: Mind of a geek and heartened passion of a fan. A
10: yep. Common fan. Good point. Hello and welcome into our next call. guy is a geek too. Hello and welcome into our next call.
4: Hey fellas, it's Charlie.
10: Farmer Charlie, how you doing, brother?
4: I'm, Charlie I'm headed up I'm headed up uh I seventy five. I told Joshie boy I'd be our free's birthday and then uh got tied up at the farm but I'm I'm gonna make it up our or if he tries to lead, you tackling Tony glad I get there. All right, Joshy boy,
10: Charlie is on the way. Farmer Charlie, have you ever met him? He's on the way. You've never met him, huh? Okay. Eno have you ever met Farmer Charlie? Absolutely. We got to meet at a uh, baseball watch party. At a at, uh, corner 16? Yes. Boom. Boom. Farmer Charlie's a man now.
4: Well, uh, on this quarterback issue, y'all y'all help me try to, I haven't looked this up or anything, so I might be wrong, but Peyton Manning started as a freshman because of injury, and did, his freshman year, did he not play against Alabama?
12: Uh, Who's that?
4: He did. And, Who that, Who Charlie? Yes, he did. Peyton Manning, and let yes, him, him down on the drive to win the ball yep. game. And threw an interception at the goal line. That's, that's correct. Right.
10: He threw an interception. Yes. 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 And then his sophomore
4: year, what did he do?
10: Let he him know instead. Let him know victory. Yep.
4: Uh. And and I kind of got spoiled. I, I'm uh 46 years old, and uh, my first well. It was Tony Robertson was a very early, you know, but, but I really got paying pay attention with Andy Kelly. And he used to be what uh, I thought was average. And uh, here lately, my definition of average has gotten a lot worse than Andy Kelly. Uh,
10: but, uh, Bino, Joe Milton or Andy Kelly, who's better? Andy Kelly. Andy Kelly... Yeah in today's day and age, and these offenses would rip it apart. I don't know if he runs well enough in Heifel's offense, but throwing the ball, he would be insane in the membrane in this offense. The, the, the
9: guy Kelly Badeau is better than Starting hitting is better than Milton.
10: The Mattinglys are here. Oh, my gosh. Joshy boy, you're bringing out the star Studs, and Stallions. That's history right there. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: You're all right, but. But see after uh, after Kelly it was uh, uh Heath Schuller and then uh, after Heath I think it was uh Casey Clausen and then you had uh, uh Eric Ainge and and, and Brent uh, Schaefer uh fella and uh, it was shoot, uh, new quarterback at U T was like uh, opening a Christmas present as a kid. Uh it was usually uh by the time they got down to the starter, they had they had the person on the field that belonged on the field, and and I feel like Nico is the type where if you give him the starting job with the wounds, that's the thing. Whenever Brian said that he wasn't ready, we had seen Nico and he didn't look great, but he was playing with the with the pass work offensive line. You know what I mean? Dang it! Uh, well, he was throwing the ball to that Hey, he threw the ball to that Thornton guy,
10: who literally couldn't go to McKay's right now and catch a cold. Okay, anybody's ever been? And I love McKay's, but if there's a great and I love, I love that. It's like my favorite place in Knoxville. But I'll tell you this, that's a great place to catch a cold. And 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 that Thornton guy couldn't catch a cold in McKay's right now.
4: All right. He, uh, I don't boy that hype in the summer sure looks bad now. But but in in Hypel's defence you know, I'm wanting to see Nico and uh but in his defense it hadn't been you got Milton who's not playing great, but he's not playing bad enough to justify jerking. Uh your wide receivers uh it and, you know, your offensive line is is patched together. It hadn't been, and we hadn't got any big leads to get Milton. I mean, to get Nico any time there. So I'm not really blaming Josh Heifel, but uh, I'm I think he has got to get this get this kid some reps, and I'm talking about reps with the ones to get him ready for next year. And, and be honest, I think uh, a series think at a time, Charlie. Get, a series
10: at a time. You're, you're wanting Charlie to make a change. I'm not wanting to make a change. You're wanting to make a change. I want to just get him in every once in a while, get him in a game. Hey, the second series, like Watson Brown said, second series, third series, whatever it is. And Brian Hartman asked a question earlier in the week, Brian. Uh, Bino, what happens if you're down 14 nothing? So I'll ask you, Bino, what happens if you're down 14 nothing?
9: As far as I'm concerned, if
10: you're down 14 nothing, you need to try something different. Huh? Okay, there you go. Charlie,
4: is the answer the same for you? Uh, yeah, but with me, unlike you, Tony, if you give him the ball, Nico the ball, and he goes down there and scores, you don't take him out.
10: Charlie, you're viol. See, Charlie wants to violate the rules, Bino. She doesn't the I rules, violate- Bino. I, uh,
9: I'm. I may be violating them too.
10: What do you mean? I think if I put him in there and he takes down a score, he's getting another series. You can't do that though. You'd Why? Because you told them. You told these guys before the game. You're I'm not to... telling
9: these guys anything before the game except, hey, you're going to get an opportunity to play today.
10: So you're telling me if he goes down the field and scores, you're going to keep him out there for another series? Absolutely. What are you, some major league baseball pitching coach now? <laughs> What's up, Darren?
4: Anything else for us, Charlie? No, I'm good. Uh, uh, but I we got to beat this. You know, you, we lose to Kentucky once ever, you know, twenty five years or something. Yep. Yep. And yep. Uh, we can't lose to this Kentucky team. We if we
1: need to come
4: out of Lexington with a with a W. I don't care who the quarterback is. That's got to get done. But
12: uh, say so go Char- about.
10: How far away are you, Charlie? Right now I want to know your coordinates.
14: Campbell Station.
10: All right, I'm gonna hold off for about twenty minutes, singing happy birthday, Cake and we'll do it about uh we'll do it in about uh, twenty five minutes. Let's get Holly in here who's up next with us. Holly, welcome in on a Friday. Hello Holly. Hey Tony.
15: How are you doing?
10: Long time no talk you, Holly.
15: I know, but I've been listening. Uh, well, first of all, I want to wish a happy birthday to Joshie Boy. And I wish oh,
10: he's a sweet remember. guy.
15: He is. And I've noticed this year he is really knowing his stuff on the, uh, the the bedding and the lines. I don't do all that, but I listen to it. And, and uh, I mean, he's pretty smart on that stuff.
10: Oh, he's into it now. Mr. C told him. Mr. C told him the other night we had a little three-way with Mr. C, and he told him he said, "Joshie boy, you have grown into a tremendous caller."
15: And I can tell, I really can tell, because I listen a lot. So anyway, happy birthday to him, and I wish I was there to celebrate. But I do want to comment on the the Michigan thing. I can't get it out of my system. Yeah. I just it just really really bothers me. Uh, so last week I thought oh, this is silly because everybody, you know, still signs and all, and I just kind of ignored it. And then when everything blew up, I thought, you know, that dude, that kid, young man, I guess, I thought, what's his background? And I did a little research and digging around and I Yeah, yeah. He's the perfect personality to do what he did, whether Michigan was in on it or not. I mean, just yep. his background. and I mean, I think about, some rabid dog fans that we have, and he's a Michigan rabbit dog fan, and he's smart, but just because you're smart in one way doesn't mean you're smart in other ways. And, you know, I don't believe for one second that a caliber of a coach like Harbaugh would uh, have some bonehead kid, young man, on his sidelines at a lot of the games, which we have video to prove that, if he didn't even know who he was and sort of kind of know what he was doing. Now, do you really think that Josh Heupel or Tony Vitello or Rick Barnes, I know they're different ballgames and I know there are a lot more people on the sidelines, but do you really think that they would not ask a question and say, who is that guy and what is he doing? What well, what is, you know, what does he do? It, even if somebody was trying to hide it from him, And one of them being his son. I mean, that's baloney. That is so, so... Hey,
10: Holly, these, these Michigan people, acting like they're better than everybody, are the biggest fake fraud phonies. On planet Earth, okay? Those For them to sit there and cool. act like they're better than the Southeastern Conference, and here they come down 75, and they want to tell you how to live, and we're so much better than you. Here's the deal. Get in your car and go back to where you came from. Nobody cares. Go back to where you came from. We don't need you. But this
15: is what Thank you. Me. I want to say this. The unless you're in I the
9: audience know. today, you please stay. Yeah,
10: unless you're in the audience today here at Calhoun's <laughs> on the River, and if you're from Michigan, we love you, or Ohio. Sorry. We love you, and I'm very sorry. I was not directing that at you. Continue.
15: Well, but here's the thing I have to say. Do you realize, too, I'm sure you you guys have thought about this, but it just occurred to me last night when I was thinking about all this, was, okay, we're in week nine of the season, I believe. And so the feds and everybody, the NCAA, the big two, everybody's jumped on this and supposedly on their campus to research it and all. We know how slow due diligence is. I mean, it is. And the NCAA is the worst. They're just like, I don't know, they're slower than the slowest turtle on earth. There's no way there's going to be an answer about all of this by the end of the season. So that kills me unless the University of Michigan steps in and says this is enough, which I don't think they would do, they technically could be our national champions at the end of the year with a cheating and lying coach and staff.
10: But you know what's great, Holly, what would be perfect? I like the NCAA being so feckless and so toothless that that one year Kansas won the championship with that illegal roster. Vino, do you remember that? They won the freaking championship that year, and there wasn't a thing anybody could do about it because the governing body is that impotent that's over these sports. Can yeah. you make that up, Vino? You know,
9: I, I, I know what generally should happen yeah. when all of these big papers jump in on it. Yeah. Uh, but that's not been the recent history. I mean, the recent history has been that the, the punishment comes nowhere near what the early hype of the of the situation?
10: Holly Bill Self had a guy go to prison, prison off his coaching that. staff, and he's still
15: there. He's still there. It's just it's just mind blowing to me. I I hope that Michigan lose loses every game the rest of the season, and that's probably not going to happen. But if they end up in the national championship, yep. I think I'll throw up.
10: Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. The whole world. You know what's going to be crazy, Bino? Bino Jeff Henderson is going to be cheering for Ohio State in a couple weeks. Yep. Has Bino considered that? Have you considered the implications, Bino? Go ahead, Bino. This will be good. No, that situation's not bad enough for me to do that yet.
9: What?
15: you don't want a teamer to win, do you?
10: This ought to be. I good. guess Ohio State, Holly. I don't know. <laughs> It's a toss-up. Beano hates in some Ohio State, okay? I'm talking like Ohio State could ascend to the world stage and, like, take on – and, and like, well, I'm not even going to make an analogy. I still pull for Alabama against Ohio State, Holly. There you go. That'll tell you. There you go. Wow. Okay. Well,
15: that pretty much says it all. But I just – I don't know. This coach has always rubbed me the wrong way. I remember when he – you all remember – I don't remember what year it was in the pros when he and his brother played against each other in the Super Bowl. I believe it was the Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl. Correctly? But there was a Super Bowl, and the brothers were each the head coaches for the teams. Isn't that correct? That is
10: correct. Lights football? went out, right? Lights went out in Georgia. That's right.
15: Okay, <laughs> yep. yeah, Okay. And I remember watching that, and this was years ago. I don't even remember what it was. And I didn't like this dude then. There was something about him. It was Maybe it was just women's intuition or something. But I yep. thought, he was the biggest jerk that ever walked on the face of the earth. Mm. But what do I know? God, that so, smells anyway, good. <laughs> happy birthday to Joshy Boy. You guys have fun. And,
14: we uh, love
10: Joshy Boy. We celebrate our own. Thank Joshy you, Holly. Man. Y'all have fun. Bye. Thank you, Holly. Bino, the table in front of us, we're torturing them because this is very loud, right? But they're torturing us right now because this gentleman in front of me has ribs. God, those smell good. She's got – oh, I'm fine. Thank you. She's got those sweet potato fries. Those things smell so good from here with the barbecue, and they have the same plate. He's got the barbecue. The coleslaw looks incredible. Her chicken sandwich looks insane. It all smells so good. Look, I know, you, I know we're torturing you all with these loud sounds on the deck here, but you all are killing us with the smells <laughs> up here. I'm like, I'm like in pain up here, okay? I feel like my, um, my, my poor dog, Lulu, the other night, I looked over at her. We were eating something in our house, and she had the coming out of both, the, the whole thing that dogs do when they smell something. I, I'm finna, I'm finna get with that here, cause it's uh, wow, does that smell good? So the the Georgia folks are tormenting me right now, like they're going to the last second, to last week of the season at Neyland Stadium. I'm afraid, Bino.
9: Or are we going to yeah, torment gonna a, them? Or are we going to torment
11: them, Bino? It'll be a
9: tall task, but we've got a chance because it's here in Neyland.
10: Well, plus they've got the deal where they don't have that great quarterback play, like like in this league. That's why everybody's bunched yeah. together. Yeah. Because you kind of have this, you know. Everybody doesn't have a, one, a, a, a breakout offense. Carson Beck seems to get be getting better and better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But without that tight end, they're a different deal. Huge, huge part of that. It. Huge part is one awesome football player. That kid. You know, I don't walk around like we don't get in here and talk about NFL draft picks. But if ever I was going to spend a high one on a tight yeah. end. There's your guy. Yeah, that looks like that looks like that looks like that Kelsey kid uh out there playing tight end. He's he's really special. Yeah. You become a Taylor Swift fan through all this, speaking of Kelsey Bino. Uh
9: I, I see Taylor Swift when she attends the games. I still don't know one song she's ever sung.
10: How much like a modern-day Olivia Newton-John does she look, though? She looks just like Yeah, her she does.
9: She does. That's a good comparison.
10: Yeah. No? No, y'all? No? They just shook her head and no. 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 Said no.
6: Okay.
10: I'll tell you what she is, though. She's a great songwriter. She is. She's a great... Uh, somebody who plays music, she's a great songwriter. Uh, we've got a young gal singing with us tonight. We're going to play a couple Taylor Swift tunes. Her music... It's kind of fun. It's like, and we're going to play, like, an interesting tune that she wrote on one of her, like, it's not a big hit song or anything. But, you know, that song that goes, I go, what, too many dates? That's what they say. <laughs> you know, that song's kind of fun. So I anyway. guess you won't be having the lead on any of her songs, correct? I won't be having the lead on any songs. What? Are, are y'all really from Michigan? Are y'all from I'm I'm gonna buy y'all. I'm gonna buy y'all dessert. Dessert's on me. Y'all get some dessert. It's on me. I didn't mean to cut a promo on people from Michigan, with y'all sitting here. It was very disrespectful of him. He made me do it. He said to me. Now my partner right here said to me. He said, man, he was nudging me. He said, do your Michigan thing. Do your Michigan thing on him. I didn't know y'all were from Michigan. Dessert's on me. Dessert's on me. I am so sorry. We're gonna take a. I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, when we sing Happy Birthday Cake to Joshy Boy, I want, are you, are you having a birthday? Is that what you guys are doing? It's your, okay. So we got birthday cake up here, and we're going we're gonna to sing for you, To What's your name? What is it? Devin. We're going to celebrate your birthday, too, Devin. Devin and Joshy. Joshy Boy doesn't mind. We got another birthday out here. We're going to sing birthday. We got, yeah, easy. give him two thumbs up over here. We'll take a brief time out. So, Devin, um, my favorite Michigander. Actually, she's not from Michigan. Bino. would you quit doing that? She's not from Michigan. She's from Mississippi, Bino. It's the first time he's ever got any details wrong that I can remember. 20 We take, years. We take a brief time out and come back with more. 20 minutes, did you say, Beano? 20 years, I said. Oh, yeah. That's a little stretch. As we continue on the other side, live today at Calhoun's on the River, I want to remind you about Calhoun's on the River because, you know, I'm dealing in facts and not fiction here. Um, First of all, we've got our special coming up next week with our friends over uh, at Amachi, our tailgate. And our friends at Calhoun's have been so gracious to us, and I want to thank them for that. Calhoun's on the River, the college sports restaurant in America's college sports city. There is simply no better place to experience the game. You come before, during, or even after the game. We've got an all-new covered patio, great for all seasons, right on the Tennessee River. With these leaves changing, I just pinch myself and say, man, what am I doing here? Like, I'm a kid from southeastern Pennsylvania. My dad was a mushroom grower. Like, what in the world am I doing here? And I mean that. But I'm, but I'm surrounded by friends. Friends making memories here at Calhoun's on the River as you can be, because literally it's the next best thing to being in the stadium, a surprisingly easy walk from downtown Knoxville. Come out and support Vol Calls on Wednesdays, live music during the weekends, your Basilio show on Fridays. And don't settle during your next game day weekend. Come to Calhoun's, the, the sports restaurant in America's college sports city, The Taste of Tennessee. We continue with more on
5: the other side. Basilio with Bino back after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia
11: Well, this is the time I always talk to Miles Johnson at Foodland. He is on vacation until next week, so I'm going to give you a little update of what they've got at Foodland this week. And this ad is a one-week ad. Started Wednesday, October 25th. Runs through Tuesday, October 31st. They got New York Strip Steak, $5.99 a pound. Boneless Pork Chops, three forty-nine a pound. Seedless Grapes, White or Red for $1.99 a pound. Campbell's Chunky Soup, two for $4. Along with that, they have Mayfield Select Ice Cream, two for eight they also have Sundrops, seven up rc cola or a and w three for ten and frito-lays variety packs the 18 counts 899 and again that is Foodland this week go check them out uh, they are a fantastic place located right there in west 7th street they're open seven days a week 7 a.m till 9 p.m so make sure you go check out the great deals they have and uh, we'll talk to miles next week when he gets back from vacation
3: Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
10: Tony, be back with you. Beano's out meeting and greeting, as he's uh, want to do. Beano's like running for office or something. Me, I'm doing a radio show, or attempting to. So we're going to sing Happy Birthday Cake to Joshy Boy coming up here momentarily, and we're going to do it on the air, just like we sang to... Tony Valls, and we'll sing the Titans' yams next month. And But in the meantime, we've got business to take care of. And the business is Tennessee and Kentucky tomorrow. It's a night game up in Lexington. What I count on in this game, and Matt Dixon wrote about this. By the way, we just mentioned the free factual and blog. He says... Bob's little brother is just 2-8 and eight versus the Volunteers. Tennessee's last trip to Lexington resulted in a 45-42 win. Bino was talking about that. Last year, the Vols rolled them like, shall I say, Herbie Hancock, a joint cigarette. 44-6 blowout victory. Largest of a ranked opponent since 1990. And, Bino, Kentucky's offense, if this is a game tomorrow, this is a bad sign for us for the rest of the year because Kentucky's offense averages less than 200 passing yards per game. They are 93rd in the nation in total offense, 6.44 yards per play. And that's an inflated number because they've ripped off some huge, some huge runs. Joshy boy. Farmer Charlie, Farmer Charlie, Joshy boy, Joshy boy, stand up, Joshy boy. There's Farmer Charlie. There it is, right there. Boom.
9: The problem is, Tony.
10: Yeah. When you look at conference games
9: only, yep. Which at this point of the season is the only way to look at it. Yep. Their offense is as good as ours. Yep. They're we're we're ninth in scoring in the league. They're seventh. Yep. We're. They're fourth in rushing in the league. We're fifth. Oh, boy. They're 13th in passing in the league, and we're ninth. Oh, boy. So there's not a whole lot of difference in those two offenses when you look at it from a standpoint of like opponents.
10: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're kind of hard to watch, Bino, aren't we, on offense? Because we're
9: so inconsistent and because we've been so good in the high era prior to this, and and we – we tend to compare that to that. We, we just need to play a, a whole football game on the road, which we haven't done since LSU last hey, year. Hey, Bino,
10: let me set a scenario for you. It's 14-10 tomorrow. We're down. Ball's around midfield. Fourth and two, our 45. What's Josh Heupel going to do tomorrow, Bino?
9: I, I, I think he'll, like based on his history, he'll likely go for it.
10: What should he do tomorrow, Bino? In that spot? Uh,
9: well, if he's going to go for it, he needs to stay in what we're accustomed to: stay spread out and run it against five or six guys instead of running it against the left. What's he going to do? We are not a we're not a stacked footballer. Well, I hope he's smart enough at at one for six in fourth downs and two or less yards so far this year to do something different in this last half of the
10: season. What's he going to do tomorrow, Bino? Which is really. I incredible. think he'll
9: either do something different or punt.
10: If they get in that shotgun, and they so help me God, tomorrow after that game, I will cut a promo on that. But well, who cares what I say? But that runs all over. I mean, well, it's just so frustrating. It, it,
9: it, it does me too, Tony. But again, I'm. It bothers me more that we change who we are
10: in short yardage. Why? Uh, Sean Sinclair said it. Get stay spread out. Yeah, that's And it. run a shot. Run your quarterback out of a shotgun. see it. Like, what in the world are we doing, Charlie? I blame Farmer Charlie. What? But you're right, Vino. Um The Cats have the worst passing down success rate in the SEC. So if they get behind the sticks early, as the great Matt Dixon said, as we say in Italy, forget about it. Now, it's, on the other side, yeah.
9: conference statistic-wise, we're much better defensively than they We're are. We're
10: losing our birthday girl. You got, y'all got you can't leave. Birthday girl can't leave. Let's get our, let's get our, uh, let's get, let's get Greg in here who's up next with us. Greg, welcome in.
8: What's up, guys?
10: Hey, Greg, welcome in, brother.
8: boy and lady in the front.
10: <laughs> you got it, brother.
8: Hey, Tony, you, you want to know, uh, did you, did you watch, The Buffalo and um, Bucks game last night. Not a minute. Not a minute. Unbelievable. Second quarter, pass over the middle to the tight end. It comes up a foot short of the end zone, and I'm like, oh, this is where um, Josh Allen thrives. Quarterback sneak right in the end zone. They went shotgun three plays and got stopped. Shotgun from the one foot line, three plays, and got stopped. It is, a, it's not just it is epidemic.
10: Football. Oh, no, it's epidemic, yes. man. It's you horrible. can't convince me. The analytics people have convinced themselves that that's the proper way to proceed. Bino, you can't convince me of that. I don't care what the numbers say. I,
9: I, I, don't, I don't like it either, Tony. I'm not a fan. I
10: don't not a fan. care. What, just like that baseball stuff, you can sit there and tell me all about your analytics. Give me Billy Martin. Gimme Earl Weaver and gimme eyeballs and hearts and minds and souls. Absolutely.
8: Hey, uh, Tony, do you think um Joe Milton's a team player?
10: yes, I, I do think he's a team player, yes, I do.
8: Do you do you think um Jalen Wright's a team player?
10: Jalen Hurts, yes, I absolutely do, yes.
8: What about Omar Thomas?
10: I think all those guys are team. I
8: mean, I, I'm not in locker rooms. I think they're all team players. Okay, here's what I'm getting at. If they're all team players, they're going to have absolutely no problem with Nico getting some time in these games, even if it's he gets three series because they scored. If the program is bigger than each one of those individuals, including Joe Milton, then the coach doesn't even have to come over and tell you, hey, we're putting Nico in. Because well, I don't this think this is your last year, and this kid, this kid is for the future.
1: See, if all these I, guys are
8: team players, yeah. they want they want Tennessee to do well when they leave. When I and say when I say you would do that, fast. though, it
10: has nothing to do with Nico or uh, Joe Milton and Nico. It has everything to do with managing the expectations of your football team and the way I would do it. I'm not saying. You do that because of Joe Milton's feelings. I'm just saying, going into that game, going into that spot, you walk up to each guy and you go, hey, look, this is what we're doing in this game. And and if it's going to be tomorrow, then so be it. But it's not a reflection. It is not a reflection on uh, Joe Milton. I think Joe Milton's a team player. Don't you, Bino?
8: Yeah, I do. I do. I I, I don't think. No, I I do, too. I think they all are. Okay. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, even if you do go up to him, like Bino said, you just tell him, hey, you're going to yep. get some series today. We don't know if when, At- to win, but you're, you're going to play. That's all. And, and I, I don't, don't think, think Joe Milton would
10: have a problem with that. I don't think he'd have a oh, problem with either. that.
8: I just see a bunch of people saying, oh, you'll lose the locker room if you if you put him in and he's not ready. And Well, all these guys love Tennessee. That's why you see all these guys come back and they go in the locker room and they talk to the players. Yep, and you're right. And when you talk to them, They absolutely love every bit of their time here, and they want the program to succeed well after they're gone. So uh, that's what I was saying. I'm with you. I believe they're all team players, and I believe they all would like to see him get some reps for next year even when they're not here. They don't want to see him go out there next year and have no reps and get beat up and throw interceptions and do all that. They want them to go out there and win a championship next year if they're not here.
10: No doubt about it. Well, listen, I I appreciate you like no other, and I hope you have a Dwight Gooden. Yes, sir. Hey, Peg, happy thank, birthday. Hey, thank you. Peggy. Peggy. I need Peggy to advance. Get up here. I need Peggy to advance, Stand. Come on. Let's do this. We're going to sing happy birthday to Joshie boy. And anybody else celebrating a birthday out here uh, or anybody else with hearts, minds, and ears, as a great Jimi Hendrix once said. Up in Monterey. Uh, we're going to do this thing for anybody with hearts and ears. Joshy boy, get up here. Joshy boy. Uh, hey. I need Peggy to start us off on a version of happy birthday. A la Tanya Tucker. You don't have to mess your hair up. Yeah, you. I'll hold this out for you. Okay, you do this like this, all right? This is legendary. I want you to send me that video, my man. Turn, hey, turn, turn right here. Okay, come on. Yo, this Johnny. is a caller, Peggy. This is a let. This a, give her a round of applause. This is a living legend right here. They're clapping for you. They love you. Um. Uh, uh, oh my God. All right, are you fired up right now? What are you first of all? What has it been like? meeting all of us today have we exceeded your expectations talk yes, to me yes
12: yes you've exceeded my expectations because yeah, because I, yes, I,
10: I love you it. i'm peggy for life pfl <laughs> my you. wife loves you you're like our favorite caller in the household as
15: long as the wives love me i'm good that's right
10: that's right. That's right.
15: Happy birthday, Joshy boy. Yeah, that's
10: right. Now you got face to face. Okay,
15: come on, Tanya. Turn and face the right. strings. We need. Right. We need uh, as
10: a great uh, turn and face the strings, as David Bowie once said. You okay. remember that song? Uh, chit, chit changes. Do you remember? Turn yes, and face the strings. Birthday. Okay. I want Peggy to start this thing off, and we're gonna sing "Happy Birthday, Cake to Joshy boy." Joshy boy, get up here. Come here. Peggy, this is who we're singing to right here. This okay, young man. Sit down here, All right, Josh, well, you sit right there. She's she's well, don't sit on her hat though. Said, don't, sit don't sit on her it? hat. Move $2? your hat. I love your hat. You got give great hat games. Two dollars. Two dollars. I get I give you four for it.
6: No, I'll keep it. All right here.
10: All right, okay, said she said I'm no. Ready. I'll keep it. All right, here we go. A okay. one, a two, and a three. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you.
15: Happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear
10: Joshy boy.
6: Happy birthday to
10: you. All right, now, Joshy boy, in honor of his birthday, let's do It's Great to Be a Tennessee Ball, okay? I need you to kick it. One, two, three. I
15: said it. it's great to be a Tennessee Ball. I said it's great. Ha
2: ha! It's
6: he 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 I
10: Yoshi-ha, yoshi Ha, ha. There he you ball. go, and I love Peggy Because it's good to the last drop She's getting to it She's fired up, focused, and prepared Hey, Peggy, cut the cake Cut the cake, average white band, cut the cake Open that up, cut the cake Joshy boy, congratulations, brother, on your birthday Now I need to know something Has Bino given you $100 to gamble with this weekend, yes or no? No. It's time for him to pony up and give you your gift. Thank you, Josh. Pony up, Bino. Pony up, Bino. Happy birthday, Joshy boy. We love Joshy boy. In the meantime, let's get Luke in here who's up next with us. Happy birthday, Joshy boy. Luke, welcome in. Hey, how you doing? And by the way, I want everybody that's here come forth and get, get a piece of Joshy boy's birthday cake. That's why we brought it. Uh, Luke, go
13: right ahead. You're live on the air. Hit it. Hey, uh, you missed one more birthday. It's my brother Lance's birthday. He's there right now. He just turned 22. He's a huge your brother. Fan. Your
10: brother Lance. Yes, sir. Is here right now. Yes, Get sir. Get up here, man. Get you a piece of birthday cake. Happy birthday to Lance! Right there. Right on, my man.
13: He's a huge fan. He's been to. He's a diehard Tennessee fan. He's been to the Gator game this year. Then he went to the South Carolina game. Then he went to the Texas A&M game. Then he went to the Alabama game. And now he's going to Lexington and watch the Kentucky game. He is a Wow. Fan.
10: That kid's been tortured this year.
13: Oh, yeah. He's well, they
10: better not up. lose on his birthday. They better not lose on that kid's birthday. I know. Saved
8: up all, he saves up all year for the football season. And I'm a Gator fan. I'm a huge Gator fan. Oh, and no. So, yeah, every year. Every year it's a rivalry between us. And he, he, he's going hey, to hey, kill me for college. Hey, Kong, is, he, is, he a, is he a musician
10: no, sir. He's he's good-looking. He looks like a guitar player, man.
8: Oh, I He's know a cool-looking dude.
10: He's got great hair, man. That kid's good-looking. I
8: know it. I know it. Yeah.
4: Well, well anyway, I just wanted to call him and wish him a happy birthday, and this is his first time seeing you. And, oh, uh, man.
10: Luke, you're all right, excited. brother. Come up and meet us, man. I can't wait to meet you.
8: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
10: I mean, uh, what's all your right. brother's name? What's your brother's name?
8: Lance Davis.
10: Lance. Okay, Lance, thank you. Lance, come on up. It's his birthday, too, Bino. His brother just called. Oh, happy birthday.
8: Fantastic. There you go.
10: Bunch of good folks born in October. Including a guy I'm sitting next to. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. That kid said that's his brother. He's a Florida fan, and he's a Tennessee fan. That's what I call dysfunctional family, Bino. It is. You know, you always have one real smart one and one that left. Well, there's a black sheep in every family, isn't there? (laughs) Or like my brother said to me, he said, I don't know if you're a black sheep, Tony, but you're certainly a sheep. <laughs> One of my brothers told me that. You're the shepherd, man. He said, you're the sheep of the family. I said, black sheep? He said, no, nah, I just think you're a sheep, man. <laughs> well, I've never thought that. Oh, Bino, What do we expect tomorrow, buddy? I expect. Blow these grown blaze guys out, right?
9: No. no. I expect it to be a really, really close football game. I expect Tennessee to win, as I always do, when they play Kentucky. But I think it's going to be a, a closely contested game up there tomorrow.
10: Back to the busy phones we go. If you want to get in, let's get Bill in here, who's up next with us. Bill, welcome in.
14: How you doing, Tony? Let me get you off speaker.
10: Uh, you don't have to, Bill. That's as good as you've sounded in years, brother.
4: Let's see
14: all right, Hey, Bill, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, yeah, Tony, I'm with you. Now let now let me let me put in my two cents and say a happy birthday to my good friend
12: Josh. All right, go if right ahead. let me.
14: Happy birthday to you, who? Happy birthday to you, who? Happy birthday to my good friend Josh. Happy birthday to you.
10: <laughs> now, now, Josh, you got to say something to him after that. Thanks, Titans, Bill. Yep. Do you think you're Titans? Bill's, Ty, do you think Titans, Bills, Titans are getting the W on Sunday just because he sung Happy Birthday to you like that?
9: Yes, I do. There
10: you go, Bill. A win for you. You're gonna, you're gonna stem the tem The you're gonna turn back the tide of the Titans who are in a fire sale, Bill, but you still think they're going to the playoffs, which I love.
14: Well, Tony, um, here's going to be the keys to tomorrow's game. Joe Milton Do you, Burrow
10: do, do you find to, Titans, Bill, to be a Titan sheep, Joshie boy? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, and kind of like dumb with his Titans takes, yes or no? <laughs> yes or no, Josh? Come on, I need the truth. Some sort of dumb takes on the Titans?
8: Uh, Sometimes. Yeah,
10: well. Th- thanks for playing, Bill. Okay, Bill, so
14: what's on your mind? Go ahead. Okay. In order for us to win tomorrow, Joe Milton Burrow needs to play a phenomenal game, and he needs to do a phenomenal job of doing one thing.
4: Herman that okay.
14: Tater, if he could do that, Our chances of winning, and, of course, we need to get a running game going. Uh, If we could do all that, we will win tomorrow. If not, we might lose tomorrow.
10: Did you just say humming that tater? Yes, humming that tater. Boom. 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 Bill, would you do me a favor and say hi to Lance from Tampa? Sure. How are you
14: doing, Lance, from Tampa? There you go. And That's I also want to say hello in. to Peggy. Peggy, how are you? Peggy's doing great, Bill. She's
10: out there. Peggy is, uh, I'll tell you what, Peggy is. Peggy goes for it. She's
14: going 100 miles an hour today. Well, great. I'll if tell you, you Peggy, man, I know you have a daughter, and I'll tell you one thing if she's interested in. If she's interested in meeting a nice-looking guy, no brag, just facts, she can come to my birthday on the 17th. Did you hear what he just said? If Peggy's daughter
10: is interested in meeting a good-looking guy, he said, no bragging, these are just facts, she can come to my birthday on the 17th. Now, Joshy boy, he's trying to... He's trying to cut in on your birthday.
14: You hear this? I can't believe this. Time. <laughs> I mean, come on, Titans, Bill. <laughs> I'm, sorry, t- Josh. A titans I'm bill. sorry, Josh. I'm sorry, Josh. Hey,
10: Titans, Bill. Hey, Titans, Bill. I got something to say to you, and I'm going to say it in three, two, and two one, and in one. You're out of here. There you go, right on your birthday. Joshy boy, you got to do it to somebody on your birthday. All right, Joshy boy, give me a hand here. I need you to give me a hand. Stay right there. Keep your helmet. Keep your helmet on there, bruh. All right, don't take your helmet off when you're in the field of play, Joshy boy. All right, so (laughs) I love popping Beano after all these years. can still pop Beano every once in a while. All right, Joshy boy, I'm opening up my Zen app as we speak, and I'm looking at a game tomorrow. And I want you to pick me out your fa what's your favorite play tomorrow? What's what's a play on that card tomorrow you like? I want you to give cuz this uh, is your birthday. And Bino's going to load you 100 bucks right. on your account. So, I want you to pick me out a game here. What's our favorite? What's your favorite game tomorrow? You you got. Give We're me
8: going it. down to Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville
10: like. Louisville in the points against Duke. Okay. And Duke is a exhausted football team. Yep. That's played a ton of games so far, and the number is three and a half. And Joshy Boy, I'm gonna say right now that you got credibility making that play. You deserve. Yeah. Actually, the number's four on Zen, which is even better. Wow. We're gonna take Louisville and the points, right? Yep. Because uh, Duke, how can three? How can four be better than three and a half? It can't be. Yeah. Four, or we could take over 25. Uh, the Cardinals' uh, total. Team total team total. Or we could take over 46-and-a-half or under 46-and-a-half. But you want the four, right? Yep. They're going to lay the hammer down on them tomorrow, the yeah, aren't they? Are. They're going right? to tear their kingdom down. Kingdom. Titans Bill. How about Titans Bill coming in here trying to get a date with Peggy's daughter? That was impressive, <laughs> Bill. Shoot your shot, man. Yeah, Billy. Billy's shooting his shot over here. But I'll say this: If you want to shoot your shot, there's no better time to do so with my friends at Zen Sports because real cash rewards are here for you. Look, no funny money, no points, no credits. State of Tennessee only. Welcome bonus awaits you. Five percent cash back every bet you place first 15 days. Use that promo code TnTony. Three percent cash back on your bets and zen sports loyalty program they're going to do it for you up to three percent back and the more you pull into the zen uh, program you get your own promo code pull folks in they're going to take great care of you and the more people you pull in the more you get deposited into your account my friends at zen love you 800-889-9789. 800-889-9789 terms and conditions apply 21 and over in the state of Tennessee to bet make the switch today your wallet's going to thank you later and you can find wherever uh, you get your apps you can find uh, uh, the Zen uh, app or if you're Android like me head over to the website and download it there let's uh, w- in the meantime Joshie boy, thank you. You've got to eat your cake, man. Yeah. I don't want to take you away from that, but I oh. hope you've had a great birthday out here. Yeah, I
8: have. Thank N- you, Tony. Love you,
10: brother. Let's, without further ado, get Bino back to the bandstand. Because, Bino, look, when you start cutting the cake, I knew where Bino was going to be. Bino's got a sweet tooth for the ages. Hey, Bino, cut me off a little piece of that. Hey, Charlie, cut me off a little piece of that cake. Can I trust Charlie? Bino, can I trust Charlie with a with a cake cutter? And by the way, yeah, if any, plastic. Anybody else wants a little birthday cake? Hey, come on up and get yourself some. Come on, no, come on up, man. No, you got to get up here. Bino, get that young kid up here. Hey, come on up, my man. You want some cake, sweetie? Come on. Come no, on. she didn't want any birthday cake. What little kid doesn't want chocolate cake? What have you done? <laughs> come on up. Come on up. Somebody said, "Don't give it to the Michigan." Here you please. go, brother. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs>
9: Colonel Jim. Don't give it to the Michigan people. Colonel Jim,
10: boy. (laughs) Colonel Jim. It it ain't like him to break red on somebody, Dino. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. no. Let's go back to our phones. We're with you right till the top of the hour, and then winners and losers presented by our friends. Bow your head when you say thy name at uh, Miller Lite comes up next. It is a Absolute celebration for the ages! Love is in the air. W. Lynn, welcome in.
12: Patriots doing today? W. Lynn, always
10: good to talk to you, my friend.
12: Uh, first thing I want to say: Happy birthday to Joshy boy! And you got it. Second thing I want to say is this is Kentucky week. It's time to get fired up uh, for the Michigan people out there. Uh, I admire you because at least in the war between the states, you knew which side to pick, the Union. Uh, Kentucky, on the other hand, wanted to r- remain neutral in the war yep. between the states. So They're I'm like I am. They
10: stay out of it. I'll take a piece right there, my man. Hand me that piece right there. Jill and Charlie, thank you. Oh, it's delicious. Laurie, you did an incredible job making this cake. Thank you, sweetie. Is it chocolate on chocolate? No, it's what Joshy Boy wanted. It's like yellow cake. Chocolate icing on okay. yellow cake. Yeah, it's got a marble cake. That's good. It's uh, marble. It's marble, marble cake. cake. Good. Don't try this at home. Marble cake. Gold Brick Joe's been back for four pieces
12: already. Hey, <laughs> you <laughs> think he got okay, that nickname? We, we nope. gotta get back to the point. Time for niceties is over. <laughs> we gotta beat Kentucky, guys. Niceties, that's
10: right. We gotta beat Kentucky. we gotta bear down here. Um,
12: uh, there, Doug Lynn and it's I don't Tom see a funny no out here. Is to, Tom Mattingly still there?
10: The ball historian okay. is right here. He absolutely is. Yes, he is. There's a ball historian, Mr. Mattingly.
12: I'm going to talk about a game, my first road game to Kentucky in 1971 when I was 15 years old. I was at Stahl It was cold. I was in the end zone. Tennessee was winning 14-7. to Kentucky had driven. We couldn't stop them. They'd come from like their own 20 down to about our 10-yard line right in front of us. And all their fans were yelling, we're going to score and go for two and beat you. We're going to score and go for two and beat you. They tried a pitch play. Carl Johnson from defensive end position intercepted the pitch, ran 87 yards, and we won 21-7. to is that about right, Tom? That
10: is absolutely about right. And I want to shout out my man Cole out here who's does a great job. For, uh, hey, Cole, thank you. Cole out here at Calhoun's on the River. Thank you, my brother, for all the, all the great work he's done for us all year. But, yeah, W. Lynn, what's your first recollection of going up there, Bino, for the people going to the Commonwealth tomorrow? Give me your story, Bino. Uh,
9: It wasn't the first time I had gone up there, but my favorite trip up there was 1985. Yes. Uh, We got up there. uh, Tennessee, of course, was having a terrific season. Walked in there, and the first thing I saw was they had a table selling basketball yearbooks. I said, we're getting ready to beat their eyes shut, and that's exactly what
10: we did. I went there my my first game there was 1987 and it was a cold afternoon game
9: and i remember that
10: victor peppers went high on the goal line and met mark higgs yep who was going in for a touchdown and it was one of those hard fought and back then in the commonwealth i was with the great kevin kelsey who took me under wing and drove me up there i was a freshman at ut he was a graduating senior and he took me under wing and he took me up there and we ran from one side of that stadium to the other because these had those open end zones. Remember that? Yeah. And the wind was blowing up oh, there. It's
9: always freezing. Oh, Unbelievable. Terrible. Yeah.
10: Tomorrow yeah. it's gonna be like really warm. Yes. Back That's then it warm. was a November game. The bluegrass was dormant. You guys remember how the bluegrass used oh, yeah. too It was always brown. It was always brown. And, Brownish beige, yeah. And I was like, "What is going on with the grass here?" And he was like, "Oh no, that's just a part of the allure of this game. When we play them, the grass is dead." And W Lynn, that's—I remember that like it was yesterday when Peppers went high and met Mark Higgs. It was incredible. Yeah, I was
12: like, there. That was a great guys. game too. And I'm just encouraging all of our fans to get up there and pull for us. And like I said, the first game I went to, it looked like doom and gloom and we won never give up on the tennessee volunteers against never give the up. state that wanted to be neutral in the war between the states
10: you're the man thank you so, let's get fred in here and i want to shout out mp3 with srs renovations who's here right now honoring joshy boy's yeah. birthday party fred welcome in live at calhoun's on the river america show place hello and welcome in Fred, you're live on the air. Hello. <coughs> Fred? Freddie. Freddie? Fred? Freddie? I hear him coughing, Bino. I think that's Freddie Jack here. Cheap shot, Freddie Jack. Come on in here, Freddie Jack. You don't suppose he has a would throw a cheap shot at us, do you, Bino?
9: Not at us. Whew.
10: That guy is the... He'll cheap-shot you in a heartbeat. <laughs> Boy, he's cheap-shot artist of all time. All right, Bina, how hardcore are you? Mark Griffin's three-pointers appears for a scrimmage on Sunday. They're charging $100 for downstairs seats at Michigan State, and the thing is, like, sold out. Top five team they have. We got, like, a top ten team. Will you watch on Sunday... Our scrimmage with Michigan State being out. I probably will watch some of that on the Big Ten Network. You'll tune that in?
9: Yes. I believe i want to watch some of that, see some of our young guards. Are you it.
10: kidding or are you serious? No,
9: I think I will. I think I will.
10: Yep, Santiago Ves- Vescovy won't be there. I'm uh, unlikely to watch the entire event. Right. But I'll watch some of it. Like Mr. C will be sitting there taking notes on it. Um, it's been a really fun time. I want to thank uh josh for allowing us to celebrate his birthday here i want to thank everybody that's gotten out here today uh if you haven't gotten some happy birthday cake please get up here and do so and bino i want to ask you bino i want to ask you is there anything else hey josh quit distracting him he's doing the show man do i gotta scream <laughs> at you on Josh's your birthday birthday you freaking clown
9: i'm over oh, here by the tony. way tony yeah
10: you know at uh appreciate you telling Josh,
9: you boy, that's going to load him up with some money here on his birthday. I told him last year that $50 I gave him, yeah. that's an introductory offer only. I don't even have a job.
10: <laughs> well, you know, we've done it. It's kind of an old bet uh, that we've resurrected for today, <laughs> never to be forgotten by the living fan. But, Bino, thanks, man. Tell, me, you, what ha- tell me what happens tomorrow, babe. Uh, closely contested game that Tennessee wins. <laughs> Hey, Matt Dixon, close your ears. Close your ears, Matt Dixon. He'll Tennis- burn your house down. Tennessee 42, Kentucky 14. Sweet, Woo. Joe Milton has the biggest game he's had of his life. And don't get too used Tony, to it. Tony, have you ever correctly called a blowout?